Hey everyone, this is a pre-recorded message. Today is actually uh, July the 23rd, but it's pre-recorded for September 17th. So, I shared a, a video, I shared a video and a post on July 23rd. Just about how I had kind of struggled that week with my physical um, health, which kind of turned into some things with mental health as far as like mental fatigue, my uh, brain processing skills, you know, were slowed down and um, brain fog. And so I got through that with the help of the Lord, thank God. So I went to church at nine and God had just just healed me and set my mind free and revived me literally I felt so good I was in the parking lot so I think I'm going to go visit my son at his church today I'm glad I did Bishop Randy Freeman to sum it up he basically talked about how we should use our mouthpiece to share when God blesses us. The same mouth we use to gossip, talk about somebody else's business and whatever else. We need to use that same mouthpiece to tell how God has blessed us. So in previous um, podcast episodes, I have stressed the importance of me using this platform as a a blessing to others because it's not about me I want to share my journey when it comes to having hope and knowing that there's hope and recovery when it comes to mental health so what he preached on is exactly what I have been saying the whole entire time about this podcast I am using this platform to share my journey with others in hope that it blesses someone because I'm I'm pretty sure that someone in my family, someone connected to me, a, a family member, an associate, even my enemies, have had an issue with stress, worry, anxiety, and depression. Again, it is my hope that what I share reaches someone. Y'all, God has blessed the podcast globally. I actually have listeners in Zambia who tune in on a regular basis. And I thank God for that. I'm not tooting my own horn. I didn't even know that it had even reached until I was sent an email to notify me that the podcast had went global. I have been through a lot. I'm talking about from the time I was around seven maybe maybe eight years old 
some childhood traumas, sexual assault, and I carried that for years, years, oh my gosh, way into adulthood. I mean, it was, it happened at a a church event. Um, It was a, a church picnic. And I can't remember the name of the park, but I remember it being near Wayne Memorial Hospital. And I don't know if that park is still there or not. But at a young age, it made me hate going to church. Not my home church per se, but anything affiliated with the denomination. And I won't I won't call names. But I any event that they had, I hated it. It was a struggle. My 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 mama had a struggle with me. Anything associated with that denomination, I would give her a fit. When I turned 17, I headed off to college. And I remember telling my mom, well, I'm going off to college now. And I don't think I'm grown. But guess what? You can't make me go back there anymore. Because I'll be in college. And I'll be going to church on campus in Raleigh. I was 17. I did not step foot back under that denomination as far as uh, like quarterly meeting, uh, the annual meeting, things like that. I was 34 years old. And one of my good friends heard me singing at my church and asked me to reconsider coming back to the combined choir. I was like, "Mm, okay, I, I guess so. I went to a couple of rehearsals, but when it came time for the convention, I was like, no. Uh, no, I no, I ain't going. No, <laughs> that's out. So God gave me the courage. It was myself, my mom, my son, and, and Eldris Harper. She drove us down. And I sang in the choir that night, and I felt good because I hadn't sang in the combined choir I was 17 the last time I I stood foot in that choir stand. Here I am, 34, right? So I have to use the restroom. I go down to the restroom. Lo and behold, the man that sexually assaulted me is coming out of the men's restroom. And I had to ask God to help me because I wanted to beat the brakes and rotors off him for what he had done to me. And he definitely, he recognized who I was and he got away from me 
so fast. But God was with him that night. And he definitely was with me. Because in my mind, I, I was prepared to get in the back of the Dodge Charger or the Crown Vic, which, whichever one was in service. Because I was going to tear his tail up. I started therapy. It's kind of on and off, on and off for a couple of years. But when I got sick and tired of being sick and tired of childhood traumas, not to mention all the things that happen in adulthood, I got real consistent with that thing. Y'all, there is nothing wrong with laying on the couch, talking to a therapist, having a virtual appointment, going to your pastor to get a biblical perspective. People don't believe that the two go together. But they do. There's nothing wrong with having a life coach, a peer support specialist, a psychiatrist, a psychologist. The resources are here for us. Even y'all back in the back, even King David, David went through some things with his mental health. Peter too. There are resources for each and every one of us if we need it. If God did not mean for mental health to exist, there would be no therapists, life coaches, psychologists, psychiatrists, peer support specialists. It wouldn't exist. We go through certification or we go through our degree programs to get certified and trained to help others. Every speaking engagement that I've had, each time I've gotten a little bit bolder because at first I, I didn't share my full experience because I thought that it might trigger someone else. But I had a good conversation one day with Militia Boyd and she said, Jen, we got to be careful using the word trigger. I said, what do you mean? She said, because the enemy knows our triggers. And as soon as we say such and such triggers me, the enemy is listening. And he will send uh, certain situations or people to do that exact thing that you said triggers you. So now I'm very careful. I, I just don't even use the word. And if I find myself almost about to slip to say it, I'll correct myself. Because I remember what she said. The enemy is listening. So I have learned to retrain my thought process. Retrain my words. So, again, I have been getting a little bit bolder. I've been starting to share certain pieces. I was at an event, uh, I guess it's been two weeks ago now, and I was asked a question. And I just came out. I, I told more. I kind of surprised myself. But it was beneficial. Because I got an inbox saying, I, I didn't know you went through that. Well, I did too. 
I was on the, the dial-in, but I just wanted to inbox you to tell you thank you, and not just to you, but the entire panel, because it helped me. The resources that you gave helped me. I didn't realize we had that many black therapists, social workers, uh, life coaches, peer support specialists, counselors, therapists, you name it, right in Wayne County, or either they have originated from Wayne County. So to God be the glory for that. I don't take credit for anything. I don't take credit for anything related to the mental health work that God has called me to do. I don't take any credit for this podcast. I don't take credit for any of it. When people inbox me and tell me, I listened to your podcast today. It was so helpful. I just thank God because <laughs> that's who gets the glory. It's not about me. God has healed me in certain areas when it comes to mental health and he's still healing me in some areas. But even in my healing process, God is still using me to reach out to others to help them heal. God does not want us around bound up, depressed, worried, stressed out. You know, I'm trying to think, oh gosh. I think the character's name was, was Pigpen, and he always had like that cloud of dust behind him or over his head. God does not want us living like that. He wants us to be successful. He wants us to be uh, vibrant. He wants us to live a life of abundance. Yes, depression is a real thing. Mental health is a real thing. But if we seek him and cast those things to him, God, I'm casting this anxiety to you. I'm casting my depression to you. But in the meantime, you're going to a therapist or a life coach. Now, I, I won't say that I am for or against medication. Honey, if you need you some medication, take it. Every time you take your medication, you say in Jesus' name, I'm healed. All of that goes together. I Sometimes I give word, just a, a word of encouragement. Because I, I know that everyone, they may not be uh, a believer. Or they may be at a point in their life where they're trying to, to get there. So I never try to just beat someone over the head with a, a scripture or something biblical based. And I noticed that I started scaling back one time and I was doing more word of encouragement. But then God started speaking to me and was like, wait a minute, I, I'm going to need you to give a little bit of a, a mixture because I want people to hear what you are saying and I want them to see how I have blessed you, how I have brought you out of some very, very, very tough situations when it comes to your mental health. Y'all, 
I can't remember what year it was. Maybe 18, 17 or 18. I was hospitalized for, I guess, a week or so for mental exhaustion. Y'all, I'm talking about uh, dehydrated, mental exhaustion, mental fatigue. It was nothing but God that kept me. Because I'm telling you, I was so bound mentally. I was not free at all. I had never, I had never been hospitalized for anything other than when I had my son. That's it. But God delivered me, started delivering me then. But y'all, I was in that 65 percentile of black African-Americans who thought that dealing with depression, stress, and anxiety was a weakness. Y'all, that's a big 65% of black Americans think that right now. I was a part of it. But when God started dealing with me and started healing me, I just came to the point where I came to acceptance. All right. God, I have issues with stress, anxiety, worry, depression, from some things stemming from the time I was, uh, like I say, maybe somewhere between six and eight years old, all the way up through adulthood. God, I, I need some help. And going to therapy here and there, God, that, that no, this, that ain't it. God, I need a provider, a therapist that looks like me and can understand and relate. Because the therapist that I had before, nothing against it, nothing wrong with it, were young or either seasoned white women. And in my therapy sessions, it seemed like they wanted to control my story. They wanted to talk about, well, let's talk about X, Y, Z. And I was like, wait, okay. So you're the therapist, I'm the client, I get that. But I should be telling you things that are bothering me right now. So when I would challenge them and I would say, wait, you know what, no, wait. No, not today. Today, this is what's bothering me. And this is what I want to talk about. They didn't like it. So I was like, all right, well, guess what? I'm going to make sure I settle my bill as far as if I have any co-pays or anything. But you know what? Yeah, this is it. Because you're trying to control my narrative. You don't know my story. But you're trying to write it. So God blessed me with a therapist. I love her. And the first time we met, I kept saying to myself, God, it seems like I know this lady from my childhood. 
but now because she she's in Durham, she does uh, therapy for um, uh, the NFL. Uh, she uh, does uh, forensic therapy. You know, nah, may, may, maybe not. So we started talking and talking. Make a long story short, her grandfather was my aunt's pastor. And I remembered her as a little girl. I would see her at the church. In fact, her grandfather would sometimes go around the corner to Herbert Street in Goldsboro to pick my Aunt Mary up. And they would ride to church together. So I was like, okay, Lord, this is it. Not only is she a trained therapist in several areas, she's also a woman of God. So, in my therapy sessions, I get the biblical piece and I get the therapeutic. I get the counseling that I need. So, I say all of that to say to you all too, seek a therapist that meets your needs. Seek a therapist who lets you tell your story so that they can be a better support to you to help guide you on your journey to recovery. I think this is the longest podcast I've ever done, but I thank God for it. So peace and blessings to you all. I hope this has been beneficial and helpful to you. God bless you all. Take care.